Record. Welcome to the specifist. I think we'll just start doing these with ferrite for now. Um, because it feels more comfortable for some reason to do it with with ferrite. Like it's simpler. You just record. You know, with anchor, you have to like find the record thing, and then you have to check to see if it's recording all this other stuff. And with ferrite, you just press the record button and that's it and then you can uh, go into settings and change it to where like if you want to resume if you want to pause have a pause and resume button and things like that so probably just going to use ferrite more depending on depending on what the episode is like some of the episodes are probably going to be like more anchor based but I think with a lot of these deeper ones, we're going to use ferrite, so. Anyways, um, talking about corruption, because I think this, this, this understanding, this idea of corruption gets misunderstood. We don't understand what corruption really is. Because the mind demonizes it, uh, which is in itself another kind of corruption, but that's, that's another episode. It's another story in itself. Um, so, we're all corrupt in some way. Corruption is corruption is just a part of life. Like, we're all going to be finding ourselves corrupt. So, what I want to talk about in this episode is understanding, helping you understand corruption, what causes it, why it happens. Because I think so many people demonize corruption. And when you demonize something, you can't understand it. So, in order to under to in order to come to a new understanding about something, you have to look with fresh eyes, with a fresh new perspective. And so, I'm going to explain to you what what corruption really is, based on survival, the ideas of survival. Um. So. Corruption. What is corruption? How does corruption work? So corruption is uh, basically, honestly, I think this word corruption and the word cult as well is used in a very dogmatic term. It's almost used to like dehumanize somebody else and so that you can, it's used to demonize people and dehumanize them more than anything else. There's a lot of terms like this, too, where, you know, people are using these terms to demonize and dehumanize others. And these are a good example. And so you look at what somebody's doing and you go, oh, this person is just corrupt, right? So what what is corruption? What causes corruption? And I'm not saying that these prob- these things that this person doesn't, it does is is good necessarily, but the problem is that it's more complicated than just saying, "Oh, he was just corrupt." It doesn't really help you to say that because we're all corrupt to a certain extent, honestly. <clears throat> so, what is corruption? What causes corruption? Why is corruption such a thing that 
so ubiquitous within politics, especially. And maybe if I if I think of anything, I'll talk about some solutions. But corruption is about survival. Um, why are so many business people corrupt? A lot of that is because they're they're kind of stuck in stage orange spiral dynamics. Um, if you want to know more about stage orange spiral spiral dynamics, you can uh, watch some YouTube videos. Just search stage orange spiral dynamics on YouTube, uh, or into your website or your uh, browser 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 of choice. And uh, you can find a couple of other resources as well. What did I look at sometimes is spiral dynamics dot and spiral dynamics integral integral dot nl I think is what it's called um, because it kind of gives you like the overviews and stuff versus like these videos can kind of go a bit long and and whatnot if you go on too long and whatnot. <clears throat> and if you, you just want something short and simple, you can search it on you, uh, Google. I can, you can find it. With, you search like exact spiral dynamics colors like stage green, spiral dynamics, or stage orange, spiral dynamics. You can find it uh, pretty, pretty easily. But maybe moderately easy. But anyways, so what is corruption? What causes corruption? So corruption is... A response to survival. Um, if I remember, I want to find this this uh, this uh, this group cast I made for somebody. This podcast uh, segment that they they might end up sharing with it with it with their with their audience as well. If I remember, I'll put it in this podcast in the end of it because it really goes into what. You know what, I'm, I'm actually going to do that right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, put in, I'm going to pause this, I'm going to put in the, uh, file in question, and then I'm going to, uh, um, start again for a third segment, so, see when that comes. So, um, it's it's kind of an interesting topic about corruption, because honestly, I've I've come to this like understand this. Uh, I this. I don't know if you call it an understanding, but this this point of view that that basically is states that I don't really even know what this term even means. Like people just like using this term corruption. And so I wanted to go over, like, what I thought was happening here. The problems with this word and how it's overused. Honestly, it's, over, it's, it's used in a very dogmatic way, I've noticed. It's very, uh, it's very interesting how that is. Same thing is true for the word cult, too. The word cult is used, like, dogmatically. Like, oh, this, this group is just a cult. You know, it doesn't mean that cults don't exist, but use, usually it's used in a very dogmatic term of terminology. Same thing is true with corruption. Like, oh, he is a corrupt politician, or he's a corrupt, you know, business person, or a corrupt church leader, or whatever. 
Um, I don't know if that's the right response. Because when you when you start saying that somebody is corrupt, you kind of like de- delegitimize them in your eyes, which kind of gives you an excuse in your mind to then demonize this person. Oh yeah, he's just corrupt. I don't have to actually have compassion on this asshole, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to swear, but it's, you know, that's how it works. I've noticed with with uh, this this term, this understanding of corruption. I'm not saying that corrupt people don't exist, but, um, you know, I, I like to be specific about what corruption is. What is, what is corruption really? I might kind of go into this in another in an in an episode, but um, corruption is about fear, really. Like when you're dealing with a corrupt person, like why are they corrupt? It's about survival. It's about and the survival is different for each person, right? Now, if you know anything about uh, spiral dynamics at all. Stage green spiral dynamics is um, particularly prone to seeing anything below it as corruption. Uh, you know, stage orange is corrupt. Stage blue is uh, dogmatic and corrupt. Stage red is just bad. You know, things like this. Um, and so, if you have different viewpoints, it doesn't really matter. What, even if you know anything about spiral dynamics, if you have different different viewpoints and you see somebody acting in a way that differs from your particular way that you act to survive, you may call that corrupt. Like, for instance, your your way of surviving might be to try and help other people to love, to try and love other people, to try and help people uh, become a, more aware of themselves and others and, and, what, and all this kind of stuff. But this person may be afraid to... You know, get too connected. You know, and, they, and then they, so they create these barriers between themselves and reality. So, like, for instance, like the idea of greed is something similar. And greed is really what, what greed ends up being, uh, and ends up involving is uh, fear. Why, why do people get greedy? Because they're afraid that their, biz, their uh, money is going to crash, you know, and so they're trying their hardest to keep it going as much as possible. Plus, it also has to do with this, uh, the problem of impermanence. Uh, basically, one of the problems that I've noticed is that people tend to seek outward for happiness. For, for all kinds of things. Happiness, love, peace. And so what's happening here is that... Why this person might seem greedy is because this person is looking outward for more money because he thinks money gives him happiness. So it's all about different ways of survival. And what I mean by survival is like you have a, a mechanism for survival yourself. Everybody does to a certain extent. Just depends on the mechanism. It's not just about physical survival. It's about... um what you could call thrival, where you're not just trying to survive. Like, anybody can do that, right? You just walk around without a shelter, 
and you just find what you eat and you eat it. Um, that's that's physical survival. You know, you, you keep yourself from, you know, threats, uh, physical threats, you know, things like this. And there's a part of that that's involved in thrival as well. You know, that's why people build bigger and bigger houses and um, hire more and more guards to protect themselves and things like this because of um, survival. But at a certain level, it's beyond this and goes into... um, It goes into... uh, I'm trying not to make this too long here, but it basically goes into how... uh, You know, what do you want, basically? What is the mind's desire slash need? Um, And then... How do you fulfill that? What do you do? And then, once you come to the, once you uh, do fulfill that, there's that feel, fear that one day you can't fulfill it, and so it becomes a survival game. It becomes an attempt to keep the game going, the game that you uh, invented, the game of you know ma- making more money, or the game of finding more love, or finding more unity, or compassion, or peace, or whatever it is. Uh, versus, so there's basically two b- basic ways of dealing with these kinds of things, you know, of surviving. You know, fear-based ways, where it's like, I must, you know, work with people even if it is what people call corrupt. And then there's the love-based ways, which is like, uh, you know, I, I can really help people here. I can help them grow. I can help them understand things. And, and whatnot. Um, but but at the same time, sometimes you can have the... Uh, there's going to be a mix between that with fear and love as well. But most, mostly it's about needs. How they're being met, how they're not being met. Um, and how your programming or your habits or your survival becomes a habit. And then the habit becomes an expectation. And it becomes an a fear and it becomes a demand and and whatnot and that causes problems it causes corruption because you want it to stay the way that it is and then you find yourself you know uh, more doing more and more things that what most people would call corrupt because you're not you're you're not getting it as much and you're trying to get more of it whatever it is right um anyways hope this helps people to figure out what corruption is and i want to go deeper into this in another episode of my own podcast but uh, life until life is our reality reality wanted me to do this for a uh for her podcast so let's see how it goes <laughs> so there's basically two different levels to this whole corruption thing actually um <clears throat> And it gets kind of complicated, and I want to go deeper into like how corruption works in a deeper kind of way, rather than just going with this uh, voice memos recording that I did. Um, but basically, there's two basic kinds of corruption, in my opinion. Um, there's the usual kind of corruption that people talk about, where it's like, oh, this person is doing these shady dealings and whatnot. And then there's the the more or, ordinary corruption that's actually so common within our own thinking that everybody does this. I've done this 
we you done you've done this now no doubt everybody has done this that it isn't really seen as corruption it's not even really seen at all half the time and the, and these in that level of corruption this this uh, ordinary level of corruption is what causes the bigger corruptions especially when you reach higher levels of power um that, that that that's where you get deep though because like if you if you go this deep and if you see this you have to like start to realize you, you almost start to realize how ridiculous it is to bitch about cor- corruption in others because you start seeing the corruption within yourself and, and everybody else even the small people like the people because most people point out corruption in power you know, like oh this person's corrupt you know why is this person corrupt you know because he is uh listening to lobbyists and you know corporate interests and he's getting a lot of money from them or whatever right you know but there's a lot of there's a lot of a actually the smaller kind of corruptions in some ways is more uh, vast and uh, invasive than any kind of the bigger corruptions that exist you know these bigger corruptions can affect you but most of the time they just affect like what laws are made and the laws don't really affect people as much as people think they do. I mean, they they can affect businesses and they can create business monopolies, but they don't necessarily affect you as much as you might think. In some ways they can, but they don't affect you as much as, like, you affect yourself and your everyday life with your emotions and your thoughts. Um, but everybody thinks government has to do everything because they think government is the thing that affects them, but it actually doesn't. That's, that's another episode in itself. Um, so I want to try and go over these and I want to go into this in, in a deeper episode eventually, but I, w- I want to try and make this simple here, um, because the truth is, is that we are all corrupt in different ways. Some people are just more corrupt than others because of the power level that they have. But the truth is that if any of us came to power, this would happen. Most of us would fall into this trap to one level or another. Just depends on the spectrum. Like there's a spectrum of corruption as far as this goes too. So the first level, the the more uh, common understanding of corruption has to do with power and how power can be used to serve you or your group's interest. Like for instance, you could be listening to, supporting, and. Uh, you know, getting money from corporate lobbyists and interests for your campaign or whatever. But, you know, just because that's true doesn't mean that you don't believe that this business or whatever is uh, a good thing and that we should support this business. There's there's often an, an underlying need to do this for some reason. You know, maybe there's a survival need. Maybe you have too many things that you have to do too many houses you know maybe you have maybe the problem isn't even you it's your campaign in order to do these things you have to bow to these people uh and so it's it's about your survival needs right but it all goes down to this more common corruption that's not talked about and it's not called corruption it's not even really seen half the time it's something that i'm starting to really notice more and more of um because of this episode I watched from Actualize.org. Actually, there's there's three basic episodes that I would want you to watch. Understanding Survival Part 1 and Part 2 from Actualize.org. 
and uh, what was the other one like? Understanding introspection or how to introspect or something like this. I'll look it up and, and uh, tell you what it is. But basically, these these three episodes can kind of help you to see your own corruption. And and so the second <clears throat> most common kind of corruption is a corruption of caused by biases. And there's different levels to this corruption, but so give me an example of like, let's say you hear something about like, say, let's say you're an atheist or a rationalist or whatever it is, right? And somebody you're, you're reading a book by somebody and they're talking about God and God's truth. And in your head, you start commenting and then you're rationalizing against this for whatever reason. That in itself is a kind of corruption because you're supporting your narrative over this other person. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think that, honestly, when it comes to this whole thing, I think um, logic and rationality is more correct than, than beliefs in God. But there are problems with going too far with rationality as well for different reasons. But, uh, and then there's, there's, the, there's that level, that's the, that's the cause of corruption, but then there's the other level where, like, let's say you do this when you're a conservative. Or let's say, let's just give a like a general example, right? It doesn't have to be conservative or liberal, but just a general person in politics, right? Let's say you read a book or you listen to somebody and they say something that goes against whatever your political view is, liberal or conservative, what doesn't matter, right? You start commenting in your head, or even out loud, eventually you might start posting comments or whatever, saying, this is stupid, this is wrong, this is bad, or whatever. And so what that ends up doing is that eventually when you get into power, if you do end up getting into power, that bleeds into your position of power. And then you start supporting these positions more than other positions. Uh, but not only that, you, you can almost... Uh, because you're you're kind of closed minded to, and I've done this myself and it has worked. Because you're closed minded to these other positions, you can create uh, corrupt laws that favor one political party over another. Things like this, because in your mind, this political party is good and this other party is bad. Uh, or same thing with businesses. So those are the two basic levels of corruption. And so <clears throat> the truth is that we are all corrupt in some way or not or, or another. But it's not about blame, it's not about fault, it's not, it's not about going, oh, it's all it's all our fault own faults, you know. And that's not really the solution. That's not really you know, honestly, this this whole thing about blame and fault doesn't really work. Because the problem with blame and faults, there, there's a couple problems. One of them is that it doesn't really help you to uh, solve the problem that's been created. You know, there's a there's a saying I think it was Einstein that said it, that said you cannot solve a problem with the the same same energy that created it. And so if you <clears throat> try and solve the problem of uh, 
strong judgments with a strong judgment that says, oh, this strong judgment was your fault, it was my fault, it was all of our faults. It doesn't solve it. It just makes it stronger. And so it's not about personnel. It's not about a personal problem. It's about a systemic problem. It's a problem caused by the system called the mind, called power, called whatever you want to call it. There are different systems involved. And so the question is, how do you deal with this? How do you change this? Yeah, that, that might be a deeper episode for another time, perhaps. But the point here is to to point out that this whole topic of corruption. Number one, I think it's it's actually, ironically, this, this uh, term is used to create more corruption. Because then you have, let's say, look, so let me give you an example, right? Let's say you see what some group is doing some political group, and then you say, oh, this group is corrupt, you know, we need to take them over, we need to get power in some way, right? And so you get that power, and then you decide to listen to the uh, special interest groups that support your group and not the other group. And you be, and then so the other person, the other group can then say, "Oh, you look at this person. This person, this group is corrupt now." And that's how it works. This is how it always worked. Have you ever noticed why? Why is it that the uh, people in power always switch? I guess every every uh, term or a couple of terms, if of presidents, you go from conservative to liberal back to conservative again. Why is this? It's because each side has their own corruption. And so to tell you, and so if I if I tell you that one side is more corrupt than the other side, if I then go into power, I well will become the problem itself. And this is part of the problem, is that you're dealing with a situation of corruption without understanding what causes corruption, how to deal with it properly. Instead of you're demonizing this person, you're commenting in your head or out loud. And that creates the uh, blind spot of you in, in terms of this group or this belief or opinion that you hold that you can now uh, become re- very corrupt about in your own mind. Uh, so this corruption is a very interesting problem that we're facing. And... You know, I don't really know what the solution is. I don't really think there can be a solution because any kind of solution will always be uh, subject to this problem of corruption because it's not it's not going to be fixed. You see, I think this this uh, this this merits another episode, but. One of the problems is that people try and reach this perfect state, this perfect level of being, or this perfect uh, thing. You know, like the liberals want some kind of thing called a perfect, you know, world where the poor are no longer as poor. You know, the rich are poorer because they're helping the poor, you know, voluntarily or not. But what that but that's never going to happen. You know, things change. You can never reach a permanent state. You know, I made an episode about this called the illusion of the permanent state. 
I'd read, I recommend read, uh, watching that if you want to uh, learn more. I want to go deeper into this actually because I, I've actually gained some new insights on this because it's a, it's a very, 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 very easy trap to fall into. And it's something that uh, falls into evolution because, you know, the mind seeks permanency because that permanency is, is, is a kind of security. And so you go, oh, how do I find this permanency? And so you find it. Or you think you find it, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy now, I'm, I'm peaceful now. But then what? You know, that lasts, what, like a day, a week, a month, at most? Usually it's probably more than, like a couple of hours. Uh, and so you're like, oh, no, I'm not happy anymore. I have to go back and do the same things again, and whatever it is. Because permanency is an illusion. It's an illusion, and so when we try and create it, and when we try and uh, fixate on it, it creates corruption. It creates problems. It creates a sense of, uh, and honestly, the the shit is boring. It, the thing is that it creates a sense of emptiness. This kind of illusionary permanent state, because it's not reality. It's not based on reality. And I want to go deep into this because it's something that I've been really contemplating lately. Lately, and I've got some interesting insights about why. This is, you know, so, and a lot of things related to this. So I'm going to go into this in deep kind of way. But anyways, I want to end this here before I... I before, I'm going to end this here before I go on and on and on and on and on forever and ever and ever. So anyways, this is the specimens. We're talking about corruption, and I will talk in the next episode.